Hello and welcome to episode 216 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa as always and I'm joined as always by Matthew Figuera. We're in a nice differently lit kind of episode today if you're watching Beautiful. the video. Look at this Beautiful. premium bright premium afternoon light. PM golden <laughs> hour. Golden hour light. It's great. This is this is the time when a photographer would be like, yes, we should take <laughs> we should take photos right now. The photographer right in, now. in the cottage is like, yes, we must podcast. Look at the camera. Yeah. Look away. We need a podcast. This is the Stand perfect there. time to podcast. <laughs> uh yeah. Weekends have become busy for a bunch of reasons. Um so mornings are just difficult nowadays. You know what's funny is that I'm running on an inverter right now. Oh, so um, you, you don't have power no, right now? I don't. I don't have power in the next half an hour. So let's um, see if the uh, let's see if the UPS functionality this, is fast enough this on this inverter be a to short flick episode. over. <laughs> I listen for my TV and my console. It's fast enough. It's like when the power goes off, it, nothing happens in it. But the other day, what was it? I can't remember what it was connected to, but it actually died. I, th- I don't think the switchover was quick enough, oh, and no. the thing turned <laughs> off. Um, that inverter is like I'm, you know what. I'm tired today. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'm just going to take okay. a millisecond cool. longer and that's enough for this thing to just power down. No. So I hope my PC is not that. I think it should be fine. I mean, if it's fine for the consoles, it should be fine. Well, we'll let's see. just preface that if this episode's half an hour long, you know why. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I mean, what will happen is it will make my life a nightmare because I'll be able oh, no. to boot back up, but I would have lost... Well, I would have to stitch together the recordings. So I know when the power goes, that's where it ends. We we can be uh, like, just like, be like, well, we tried. Games out this week and like roll credits, <laughs> just gone. Yeah, people are like, well, well, what games are coming out this week? <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 thing is, you could just carry on talking to yourself if you really wanted to, like just without me. It could be like you could you could um you could mimic me. Uh, you could make fun of me. I'd never know. I mean, never know. It's I've, not I've, like I listen to the podcast. I've, so. I've given a thought where there are times I'm like, ugh, like you can't make the recording. I can't make the recording. What would a solo show look like? And I'm like, I just. I, it's a fair. I've thought about it too. I used to listen to a podcast. Gosh, what was it called? Match three, I think it was. At the time, it was Patrick Klepek. He was still at Kotaku. Uh, Gita Jackson, who went to Kotaku and is now at Polygon. And a friend of theirs, I can't recall his name, who was a teacher. And they, every now and then they had an episode where they couldn't convene. So that all three of them just recorded like a 20-minute solo podcast. And oh, then they and put they just that together. together. That's pretty cool. And it was quite an interesting idea because like they were just talking about things they had played or just a topic in mind that they had at the mm. time. And it was like a conversation with themselves. It was, it was neat. I mean, they didn't do it every episode because no. like that gets old fast. But if you need like a filler episode. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, the thought scares me because I like having the back and forth. And sometimes it helps to talk through something. And then, for example, it's like, oh, I've been playing this game. And I'll, I'll say my bits and I'm like, that's all I have to say. And then you ask me something. And I go, oh, yes. Yeah, let me talk I- about that now. I think you'd have a better time than me because you're so used to it with the streaming anyway. Yeah, I think it is funny. Like I've said to Lenska, one of the inadvertent benefits of streaming is that I'm not, look, I'm not Captain Confidence. You know, I'm not going to walk into a meeting and be like, yeah, I'm going to present this and knock it out the park. 
I but disagree. I, feel, I can see that happening. Eh, I feel a lot less stressed in those scenarios, though, because, I mean, I've streamed for a long time now. Even even just the act of streaming, those those first few months, if not a year or two, it's a bit terrifying. It's like, uh, mm. I feel a bit awkward talking to myself. Eventually, you just get over it. Yeah, I think you get comfortable with it. Mm. it it's like, has anyone ever asked you, like, oh, you've done a podcast, do you hate the sound of your own voice? I'm like, I literally do not care anymore. Yeah. Um, I've heard it so many <clears throat> times played back to me. Like I, I actually have a far more, like I have a better understanding of what my voice actually sounds mm. like now. Also, um, As opposed to people <laughs> who don't, yeah. Also the reality, if you hate your own voice, okay, because which is normal, you hear some people hear the voice like, oh, is that what I sound yeah, like? Yeah, oh, I sound like that. What? I can yeah. guarantee that 99.999% of other people don't give a shit and don't hear you like <laughs> Well, they wouldn't even know the difference because they're just hear, hearing <laughs> that's you. That's how you sound, so yeah. That's how your you perception sound in your head is you're the only person in the world who knows what that sounds like. So I, I'd find it very hard to believe there's a reality where I introduce myself and the first thought through somebody's head is, ooh, is that what ooh, this They don't sound like, like they sound ooh, in their ooh. head. Yeah, know? that's weird. <laughs> I think the only time people have that reaction is if they've only ever heard your voice, like people on radio, and then you see the person, you're like, huh, oh, that's yeah, not what I, I expected. But I don't, yeah, yeah. You don't look at all how I pictured yeah, you. Yeah, how I pictured it, yeah. Hmm. Like when I first saw Eminem, damn, not who I expected. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, man, this is just a skinny white boy. Who's this, who's this lanky white boy <laughs> spitting out bars back in the day? Not anymore so much. I think that must have shocked a lot of people. Like, oh, yeah, wow. I'm pretty sure. Well, at the time as well, it was like so niche to have this like, I mean, not in a pejorative sense, but like a white rapper. It was, yeah. That was his thing, you know mm. what I mean? So, yeah, not anymore. Now his raps suck. I haven't really paid attention to what he's it's, up to these days it's better that way it's better <laughs> that way. has he gone yeah. off the deep end I, I don't think so like i think he's all in on like being very political with like his raps which is totally fine and i actually mm. align with his a lot of what he says i just think the actual songs the actual suck. Uh, yeah at what just point does he anymore. does he rebrand and shorten his name from eminem to nem Nem <laughs> or, or M or just MM MMs, yeah, because that's yeah. the thing he, as well, you know. Him and uh, Snoop Dogg got big into NFTs. They made a music video just in like a digital world using their board apes. Nice. Um, the song was pretty decent. I won't lie; like Snoop Dogg was pretty good on that song. Mm. Um, listen, I'm not as like down on NFTs as most people, but that seemed really dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that much. (laughs) Yeah. Just just seem like a poor idea. It's not even like a politically correct where it's like, no, that was just dumb. (laughs) It was just dumb. Like it was really, the song was pretty good, but it was dumb. And and the whole premise for the the music video was dumb. It was like, (laughs) I can't believe I'm talking about this, but like basically he went, he goes into studio to record the song with Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg, like, I don't know, fucks with the air con and just makes it weed smoke. And so... (laughs) Eminem gets real fucking high and next thing he's hallucinating in this NFT land and nice. I'm just like, what is happening right now? I need to, I need to yeah. YouTube this. It is, uh, like I said, decent song actually, but uh, <laughs> the music video is complete nonsense. Um, it's just As most there. music videos are mm. um, today. Ooh, look at that hydration. I've got, can you tell this is water? This is great for audio listeners. That's some orange ass water you got there. Yeah, I've got these little drops. It was they were recommended by my nutritionist if uh, I get sweet cravings, which I am lately. 
Um, they're these little drops that don't have aspartamine. So like, listen, I'm not going to tell you don't drink your Coke Zeros. I drink Coke Zero, but mm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Hey, you should drink that instead of water because it's uh, good yeah. for you. It, yeah. Aspartamine is going to fucking kill you one day. <laughs> and I, I drink an energy drink a day. I'm going to die from it. I'm well with, with you, but I know it's bad. Um, these little drops don't have aspartamine, but they like zero calorie and you drop a bunch in your water and they just like flavor it a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, I'm trying them out. I'm not sure if I'm a huge fan. This is like peach flavored water now. <laughs> and so I put it in like a, a soda stream. So it's fizzy. Uh, nice. It doesn't taste like anything, but. Oh my God. Did you just know. patent Fresca? Oh, hell yeah. It hell like, yeah. doesn't taste like it. It tastes like nothing. Well, you actually can't drink water today anyway, because haven't you seen? There's some cholera going around. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Don't drink that water. Put it away. <laughs> so that's why everyone's getting sick. No, I don't know if it's related, but I, there was a report this week that the first a person did die of cholera in South Africa, and there have been a few cases of it. So They died? Mm. Oh, my God. So just... I mean, just just I be careful. Were you drinking that? I do know from? two people that worked with me that ended up in hospital with that stomach bug. Oh wow! So yeah, I don't know if it's related because let me tell you. So remember, a few few weeks ago, went to Cape Town. I picked up that tummy bug. Like yes, I, I recall. I could have been Not patient zero for all I know because that was mm-hmm. a lifetime ago. Yeah, that recall? recording was a nightmare. I remember. But, yeah. Lo- <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all the cuts we had to do, you know, all the. <laughs> Hard cut to last week when, if you listen, I was very under the weather. I had mm. probably the worst flu I've had in a long time. I actually ended up going to the doctor on Monday. I was booked off till Thursday. Sounds um, like the COVID, you know. Uh, I don't know. She never said anything about COVID, just said I had a they, flu. They, they don't they, really nowadays. Yeah, they just like, unless you're like potentially dying, they yeah. will just be like, yeah, it's, and you and you got the vaccine, so you'll be, you'll be yeah. good. Like, but I, so it was a flu which led to a secondary throat infection, which is great. So my throat was killing me. But that Monday morning when I wanted to book an appointment, so I woke up, I was like, I actually, I need to go see a doctor. So mm. checked, Lenska checked the, the doctor rooms, like before I went into stand-up, a couple mm-hmm. of openings. 15 minutes later, like fully booked. Everything, everything fully booked. Wow. And I managed to get an afternoon booking and I asked and she said, yeah, there's just so much of this flu. There's the flu going around and this tummy bug going around. Yep. <laughs> so That's what's been ravaging people in my office. I've had, Sean, you got the flu. So, I've had both you know. now. I'm like, please, I'm done for the year. Please stop. <laughs> Enough. I'm are done. you Are you the sort of person, because you just said you were looking at Doctor's bookings while in stand-up. Did you go to work? No, no, no. We, we were at home on Monday. Uh, yeah. No, it was a thing. But, of, I mean, you were still working. No, no. On Monday, I did, I did take off eventually. You and Shani are the same person. You people irritate me. If you're sick, no, I'd, you I'd, have I'd, this I'd, mandated sick leave, use it. Yeah, I'd, no, I do. But it was like, I'm seeing the doctor later. I've got some things to do. I tell you, I have no qualm. I get up. I feel ill. Cheers. I am chilling the fuck at home Listen, to get better. If, if I should have seen a doctor at any day, stage, it should have been last Friday because last Friday I was actually dying. And then you recorded <laughs> on Saturday, I remember. Yeah, because I woke up, I was like, ah, I'm okay. You I sounded can... a bit raspy, but you looked fine. Yeah, my throat was a bit sore, but I was feeling fine. But by yeah, Monday, yeah. I wasn't really better. So, 
That's when I'm like, okay, I haven't improved. We need to go get some drugs. Dwellums. It's always a good time. Mm -hmm. I really do not want to get sick. I I hate being sick and it just, it completely throws like any sort of routine I've got with going to the gym or working out. Like it just fucks with that completely. I ran today for the first time in nearly two weeks. How did you feel? I was so weak. I was like, I did a slow pace, but I was like, this is cool. I'm glad to be back, but yo. I've got a I've got a mate at work who's training for a um he wants to do the Ironman. He just like decided this year he's like, cool, I'm gonna do the Ironman. <laughs> and he's like he's like a really fit guy, but mostly just like you know, working out with weights at the gym, not like very fit cardio wise. Mm. So he only started like on a program like in Jan. We're now March. March. Just beginning yeah. of March. He is running forty eight minute ten Ks. I'm just like that is what very fast. What? Yeah, that yeah. is. Uh, that's and quick. he's like, "Oh, I can go faster." And I'm just like, "What <laughs> the fuck? How?" But I've been running for so many years, and I've just like, um, never yeah, even I've, come I've close reached to a that. point where I think every year I make it a goal to at least try beat one or two of my personal bests, whether that's like a five k or ten k, whatever. But often I'm at a point with my running where I'm like. I can run fast and it's somewhat comfortable, mm. but I could probably go faster, but I don't like the feeling of dying, so I don't. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, just, could, I could go faster, but I don't want to feel like I'm going to throw up. So, so sue me, you know? <laughs> it's, it's like I told them, I've done a sub 50, 10K once in my life and I never want to do it again. Yeah. Because I was, I, listen, I'm happy I did it. I was like sick. Mm. I finally broke this record, but I felt like death. Yeah. I just, the the amount that it took mentally yeah. and physically to get to that, and then these people just casually doing like forty five minute ten k's yeah. like it's fucking nothing. Look, I, I'm 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 of the the belief system of the slow and steady of like as my gradual fitness goes up, I will mm. you know those distances start to feel, and speed start to feel easier. It's not me yeah, actively sure. pursuing it. In fact, a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my personal best have been like I wake up and day I run. I'm like oh. Damn, oh, was I quick. was just feeling good this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that, going, that, those are some push. of the best feelings though, where you like you get to two Ks, you're like, oh, I don't actually feel as tired as I usually do mm. at this point, you know? And yeah. You just go. So yeah. Anyway, that just annoyed me because I'm like, it's unfair. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, you know what else is bullshit? Video games. Hey. This was a long intro. Anyway, it on the day where I was like, we need to be done by five. The last week was so cool. short. Well, here we go. Yeah, so we had to make up for that. Um, I guess oh, there's not too many games. I mean, there's lots of games to play. I just, I'm struggling to find time uh, to play any of them. Um, but should we talk about the hot stuff this week? Mm, let me just quickly wrap up thoughts on Atomic Heart quick because I rolled credits on that this week. That story Sweet. is bullshit. That story <laughs> is just absolute nonsense. Um, I love it. Game's good though. Game. <laughs> I think I think the gameplay is pretty fun. I think the combat's cool. I I have gripes with like the um weapon recipe system thing. So you have to acquire recipes for weapons to get them for the very first time. Um outside of some ones that you get really early on in the game. Mm. And I thought like any logical person would think that most of them, the weapons themselves would be on the main path. Yeah. Because there are a bunch of upgrades that you need to find additionally that are 
only found off in the beaten path. Yeah, off the beaten path in some like little puzzle challenge areas. The thing is, they tell you where those puzzle challenge areas are. So they're like, oh, if you want this upgrade, you go to that one. If you want this, yeah. But they do not tell you where the main weapon is, like at all. So you can probably understand my surprise when I'm getting like very far, like near the end of the game. I'm like, I don't have like half of these weapons still. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? So I look it up. Turns oh, out boy. most of the recipes are actually in the first hour of the game. And if nice. you miss them, you just miss them. Like straight up, like goodbye. I eventually found one of them about an hour until the end of the game. I found the recipe for probably the best melee weapon in the mm. game, like you were explaining. And at that point, it's like, well, I'm already past the point of no return of even going to find upgrades for this weapon. Yeah, so that's you're on the home stretch. I just bother. don't understand it. Like, I'm why hide those things? Why hide the main core weapon? But explicitly say where all the upgrades are i just don't and when i looked up the positions of the recipes they're in ob places mm. like they aren't in some of them are just strewn out in the open world there's like yeah. one instance of that recipe and it's in the random place in the, and that world is big like mm. so i find that dumb um <laughs> i just think that's a really silly way to kind of like <laughs> i mean the game is the game is totally playable with the weapons you get at the beginning mm. I wouldn't say it's the best because there are some bosses which are definitely tuned for a certain arsenal of weaponry that if you mm. don't have, they just make your life hell. Yeah, um, And it explains a lot. When I was saying I was having so much trouble with the bosses, you were like, huh, I didn't really have an issue with that guy. Well, turns out you had like three weapons Actual I weapons, didn't, yeah. yeah, which made the game significantly easier. Um, so yeah. But outside of that, I think the... The combat system is pretty good. The melee stuff feels really good. The powers are very empowering. Mm. I never got uh, bored of levitating enemies and throwing them to the ground. I I ended up sticking with a combo where I would shock enemies and I'd like upgraded my shock quite a bit, levitate them, throw them to the ground, um, cover them in in, like the gooey polymer that just (laughs) makes the electricity do even more damage. Um, and then I used an electric gun. So I'm just, I'm just fucking people up with electricity. Mm. And considering like most of the enemies you fight are robots, yeah, that worked pretty well most of the time. So, And it got to the point where I could levitate bosses, which felt oh, really fucking cool. good. Yeah, I actually um, never touched the levitation in my whole playthrough. What, I, what did you mainly uh, I instead, I mainly used the shock and the freeze. Um, purely because the freeze. Purely because... The one shock was good against robots and the freeze was good against uh, organic enemies like those, basically those headless zombie, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had the uh, shield as well, just for those boss fights or those moments where I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm, I'm outgunned. I need to get to cover quickly. Where they overwhelm you mm. when they're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I messed with the shield a little bit. Um, Didn't really like it. And I had freeze for a little bit, but I... I kind of left it when I realized that it actually reduces your damage if they're frozen. Uh, it's mainly for a mobility thing. Yeah. Um, so, but I can see how it would be very useful because a lot of the times you swarmed. Mm. So if you just, and I, I didn't really get to see a lot of the upgrades on the freeze, so maybe it becomes a mm. lot better. But um, it's the same. Think of the the shock tree where as you level it up, it becomes a thing of, oh, it it shocks more people and it's got a shorter cooldown. The freeze was really good in that regard where similarly it is like it has a longer duration now and the cooldown is very short so you could use it quite regularly. 
Um, and it was okay. actually, it was also useful. I mean, it doesn't really do damage to robots, but for just keeping people in place while you focus mm. on others, whatever. Mm. So, yeah, but it's interesting. We both played it um, quite differently. And it's like. Do you find it, mm-hmm. do you find it strange that there was no fire ability? I did. It was, it, mm, it's weird. like weird that there's no fire ability, nor was there a, an explicit, like a flamethrower, for example. Yeah. Um, because that would have made sense, right? Yeah, because like there's three elements in the game. There's electricity, ice, and fire. And you get these canisters that you can, uh, so you can upgrade weapons to have like a slot that holds a canister. Mm. And then when you plug in a canister into that, it adds like fire, ice, or electricity to your attacks. So you have those three. Mm. And then you also have ice and electricity like abilities abilities but no fire one yeah um and then you have a gun that explicitly shoots electricity yeah i mean i wouldn't expect one that shoots ice <laughs> but like but it, it's it, it was just weird to me because there's like there's a boss a recurring boss uh called the pish pish luck i don't know it's like a gooey red thing uh, yeah. um and that thing is explicitly like immune well not immune but like very resistant to ice uh, and electricity is, is but that not the one fire. that's like vani tangy. yes that, yeah. so it is it is only weak to melee and fire so you have one choice of attack mm. um and that's a canister on a melee weapon but like none of your actual abilities really harm it so i just i just found it weird like it it see and even that menu for the abilities like there's mm. so much space at the bottom it almost seems like there was meant to be something I, yeah there. i feel yeah. it's weird because Look, we when we spoke about it last week and the week before, there's we can very closely compare this game to Bioshock because there are a lot of parallels oh, in so many God. ways. But one thing I did find weird is that it's got abilities, very Bioshock esque abilities, but mm. it felt that they were limited. Like there's yeah, extremely five, limited. Five yeah. you can choose from essentially. You know, five. Well, yeah, there are. It's it's levitation, shield, polymagoo. Uh, Freeze? frost, yeah, that that's it. And shock is a primary. Shock one. is you, a primary. You, yeah, you get that. Yeah. So it, it's just weird that it's limited on that front. Like maybe yeah, they did, very, maybe very they limited. did experiment with others and they just cut them. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it just seems like they sh- they at a time there was more. Um, and to be honest, it's only that boss that that sticks out as like yeah, strange like because a, like. All the other bosses I can kind of shoot at, but mm. that boss, like if you use a shotgun, it does no damage, yeah. like almost nothing. So you really <clears> just you have your, one means of attack and it attack. is very annoying. And that's an enemy um, you don't want to be close to. <laughs> yeah, not at all because so it jumps around super quickly, does mm. a lot of damage. Um, and let me tell you, when you still have the starting axe that is very slow to swing, <laughs> it is a nightmare fighting that yeah. thing. Um, not fun, not fun at all. No. So yeah, listen, Atomic Heart is I think it's a cool game. I think it's rad that it's on Game Pass because I think you can try it out. Um give it a go. Mm. I the story is bad. I'm I'm yeah, sorry. It's... Like that that last third narratively is a fucking disaster. Mm. It just it is so explicitly ready to end. Yeah. But in a way where the story has not got anywhere near like the sort of <laughs> The story like, is like I'm not ready. Structure the developers are like, no, end. we end now. The story is like, no, it please. is just <laughs> after the death of a certain character. That story is just like, just, yeah. fuck yes, we are on the home stretch, and we you yeah, are catapulting through in, this. Yeah. Like, it is it is so strange how even the linear levels they become drastically shorter. Like mm. early on in the game, they are like 
hour, hour and a half long before you're chucked into the really yeah. eh, open world. Then it's like, oh, no, you're in this area for 10 minutes and then yeah. you're going. And then it, it starts teleporting you around the map without mm. even knowing. Like, it's just bizarre. It's yeah, so I weird. think it's that's probably a common thread that you and I both agree on with Atomic Hearts where it's weird because we, we acknowledge the game has flaws. Like, it's... If, yeah, we, if we were to yeah. go to a whiteboard, it'd be like pros and cons. There are a lot of cons of this game. But mm, like, mm. I still enjoyed it. I really... Oh, thoroughly, I, yeah. I, I, I was actually time. blown away by how good it looked, how much fun it was yeah. to play. And just, I mean, the one thing I've, I've said many times now is just in terms of art direction and how this game's executed. I'm like, shit, like really cool looking game, interesting setting. Mm. But then there are things where it's like, but the story's not great. The protagonist yeah. is a dick. <laughs> there are Throughout, random he is bugs. so stupid. Things fall Just, apart in the open world. Like there are things that are clearly wrong with this game. Um, Mitchell. I just that that protagonist is so weirdly written because he has these moments of really like understanding what's going on at mm. certain points. Like there are explicit points where he's like, "This character's deceiving me." This character's and then literally two minutes later, you'll mm. be like, this guy would never betray me. And you're like, are you yeah. fucking, uh, what? Nar- what are nar- you talking narratively about? it's weird how they, they emphasize, like there's a lot of denial from P3. Like this person would never, they would never do that to me. And then one breath later, like, yeah, let's go fuck up this person. You're like, yeah. like what? Like, <laughs> what? What just happened? How did, like, how did that happen? <laughs> it's, it's real bizarre. Mm. Um, and, the ending makes, I'm going to just say, no sense. Mm. Absolutely zero sense. So the, spoilers. The to- sort of narrative twists they take are just there for the sake of a twist. I swear to God, they yeah. make absolutely it's, zero sense. It's also so, like awfully convenient or shock value. So if, if you're in a, yeah. if you're in a play Atomic Heart, block your ears for the next three minutes because spoilers ahead. Okay. But like just to rattle off the top of my head, it's like, Okay, the big spoiler. The glove was the bad person manipulating you the whole time. Okay. The glove is also a person. <clears throat> the glove is also a person. Okay. The doctor or the, the scientist you've been serving, he like saved your life. Also a bad person. Also also a bad person. But the two ballerinas, the robot ballerinas defending him, one of them's your wife. Or both. One's one's actually your wife, the one's copied from the other. Like it's very confusing. That grandmother Grand, what's her name like granny zina who's she been just help- calls it granny zina yeah who's been helping you your wife's mother aka your mother-in-law <laughs> and this all happens in oh, the span of like like just the last like, third of the like game. 20 minutes all of this shit is just dropped in and, and oh my the p3 is like he gets his revelation about granny zina being his mother-in-law and then immediately he's like no, nah, I've never been married old lady fuck off and then like two minutes later you're fighting one of the russian dolls okay and you about to kill her, and then you hesitate because you think you see a wife, but you just told you your just, mother-in-law yeah. that you don't. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a lot of lot of loose ends and just quick fire moments. Also, they just kill off characters for no reason off screen. Yeah, they oh, just yeah, like, off, off screen completely. There's one one character is like, oh hey, I know you don't trust me, but let's meet up. I'll pull the curtain back and show you what's really happening here. And she does, yeah. and then hard cuts. Like, oh no, you killed her. You blacked out. You're like, what? <laughs> also, that, that whole sequence makes zero sense because literally before meeting her, 
you're going somewhere because you suspect Sechenov, your mentor, is lying to you and that mm. he's doing something. Your glove is also like, hey, this dude's not okay. Like, And you literally have a conversation with your glove being like, I'm... I'm like disturbed by what this other character said because it seems like Sechenov made all these all these robots, combat robots. So I think he's actually not a bad dude. Cut five minutes into the future. You are seeing <laughs> video footage of how Sechenov like implanted shit in your brain so he could make you do what you wanted to do. And you, your character P3 sits there and he's like, I don't believe that Sechenov. It could be anyone there. It's like, you literally just had this real... Re- Fuck's sake. Whatever, like, man. P3 it, is like, this is the deep fake technology in the 50s. It drove me insane <laughs> how he just flip-flops between like believing yeah. something and not believing something. Like, <clears throat> it yeah. made me angry. Anyway, <clears throat> game was good. Last yeah. boss fight, real good. Um, yeah, Atomic Heart, uh, I think, again, game with problems, but oh, I got you. You're back. Oh, I lost yeah, you something happened there. there. <gasps> um, Shit, you know what's going to happen. Right. Oh, no, actually, you know what I think happened? I think the, the little internet things bleeped out for a second uh, as I switched over to uh, inverter power. Did the, did the power come back on? Oh, the power went off. Yeah, the power went off. And <laughs> that's why I saw you freeze and I looked at my PC and I was like, oh God, is it dead? No, um, no. But we're good. But I think I think it just flicked over for a brief second and Discord reconnected. So we're all good. I'm going to have a real fun time. Syncing up your audio because you're out of sync now. But that's that's cool. gonna be a complete fucking nightmare. I'm so sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, it's all good. Atomic. Yeah, Heart. so that's Atomic Heart <clears throat> I, again. Like, I know it seems like I'm bagging on the story a lot, and I am because it's bad. But I genuinely enjoyed playing this game. Like, mm. I had a good time. No, same. Like, if I had to slap a score on this thing, it'd be like seven. It's it's maybe, funny because, maybe six, but seven. Yeah, uh, I think six is a bit low. But it's funny because when the reviews dropped, I was only let's call it like six hours and seven hours, and I was like, oh man, like, oh you were convinced this I, was going to review I, super I thought, highly? So I'm like, yeah. man, the way this game's going, like this thing's going to get like upper eighties. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. It's going to be real good. And then the reviews dropped. So I was like, man, like not that mid seventies is a bad school by any means but i was like that feels weirdly low <laughs> having having rolled credits right. i'm like yeah it's right yeah it's about right these reviewers know what um, they're talking about they've actually finished the game now it's i cool. think low yeah, low 70s is, is good like there's, there's enough flaws where i'm like you know to me i i, I really like um GameSpot's delineation of what scores mean <coughs> so like a eight is great a seven mm. is good a six is okay so this is what people don't fucking understand is six does not mean bad. It means yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, and I with with um, atomic cards. I think I fall between the okay and good part. So if there was like a six point five, that's where I would land. Because like, I'm not gonna say I hated the game. It was fun. Yeah. Do I think it's a great game? No. Like no no no. no. Yeah. Um. It is a good game. It is a fun game to play and switch off with. Mm. Um. But yeah, that's about it. And it's on Game Pass, so like you said earlier. It's yeah, a, it's on Game Pass. Zero investment. Well, I mean, zero investment financially. You know what I mean? You can try it out, see if you like it or not, move on with your life. Yep. Or play to that train wreck of a conclusion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a fucking train wreck. All, all I will say is if you want to have a much better time like Matthew did than I did, just look up some of the early the, weapon look recipe up locations. The, the, the potash, whatever the whole that melee yeah. weapon is from the, the trailers. I saw that thing in the trailers. I was like, yeah, that's what I need. (laughs) I cannot believe I literally got that 
like an to hour before the end. the end. Like it changed the game for me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, you have been playing a much more recent game. Well, I've briefly started it, but you've played a lot more than me. Uh, what is it? Wulong? Is it uh, Wulong? I don't Wulong? know if it's Wulong or Wolong, but Wo- yes. I've, I've seen it said both ways in different <laughs> reviews. Wulong. So. <laughs> Wulong. I like Wulong. Uh, like Wulong. almost like Oolong tea. I might oh. be saying that wrong as, as well, but yeah. Wulong Fallen, Fallen, Din- Fallen Dynasty? Dynasty, yeah. So this is... This a, is the new game from the Team Ninja folks. I mean, also, it's on Game Pass. It's a... Uh, let me just... Uh, hard Wait, cut to some footage it's Team Ninja, I think. It's it's like I always get confused between Team Ninja and Ninja Theory, which is and it's also really it's stupid. Team Ninja Co-Temp. Yeah, Co-Tecmo and Team Ninja. Yeah, yeah. I always get them mixed up. So if you don't know, these are this is the team that basically well in the last few years have done Neo One and Neo Two, which mm. um, I suppose the best way to describe them is they are more they they definitely fall in the Souls like camp you know, the way in terms of how you level up and the action, but they are, I feel a little bit more arcadey and loot driven, um, you know, than the game, than the likes of Dark Souls and, and such. So Hulong or Wolong is the newest, you know, uh, entry into the studio's, I suppose, itinerary, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, it it's, really good i've played the first few hours so just based on that alone i can say that i'm really enjoying the game um it feels like sekiro and i don't know it feels like the child of sekiro and neo let's let's just stick with something they've Mm -hmm. done before um because the focus here is on you know they've got an interesting system which focuses on the likes of deflecting and parrying and you know making timing your attacks and such um, but it's definitely more arcadey feeling. I think you you'll agree that even in even though you haven't played as much, it doesn't have the same rhythm as a Sekiro. No, yeah. Um, whereas Sekiro is very much it feels like a deliberate. You know, you'll play defensively, block, sort of try and gauge how your enemy's attacking and try to react to them. This feels a little bit more forgiving that you hundred percent should be deflecting where you can because you're rewarded for it, but. Because it's more arcadey, you can be a lot more aggressive and do lots more flashy things. Um, yeah. 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 But I suppose on that, let's just like have a closer look at this game's combat system. So if you are watching the footage, and if you're not, just imagine there's a bar at the bottom of the screen. That is your uh, spirit bar. So mm-hmm. this spirit bar moves between red on the left and blue on the right. And the way it works is, is pretty simple in that when you land an attack, you generate spirit, so it fills up with blue. Uh, but pretty much everything else you do, whether it be uh, dodge or hold block or do a special attack, drains your spirit and moves it to the left, to the red side. Um, so the the balance of this game is quite interesting because obviously you're trying to keep it somewhat in the middle, uh, skewing it to the right side so you can build up spirit to do attacks, you know, while not mm-hmm. blocking too much that it fills up too too much to the red, which will stagger you, opening you up for attacks. Yeah, um, but I mean, I don't know how how long did you actually play the game? You've have you, have you made it to this first boss or not even? I have made it to the first boss. I haven't beaten it. Okay, so that's but, uh, that's like the first half an hour at least you've played. Yeah, so. yeah. And from what I've heard, and I think you even said as much on Twitter that this first boss is a gigantic skill check at the yeah. beginning of the game, which is a bit 
strange. It's, it's weird because, yeah, so you shared the GameSpot review in the Discord earlier this week and I read it and I can't remember who reviewed it, but they outright w- said Richard that, Wakeling. Yeah. yeah, so he outright said that the first boss is like, like I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing, not this isn't the exact wording, but it's like it's unnecessarily difficult, like a, yeah. a very weird skill check because it is unnecessarily hard um, and it's enough that it will scare gamers away thinking like, oh my God, like if this is the first boss, I- I'm never going to wrap my head around yeah. this game. He but said re- it was the, the hardest boss he fought until about 20 hours in. Yeah, but the reality is that I think Wulong, it really throws you in the deep end and it does a pretty average job of onboarding you. Like there are screens and tutorial tips like this is your attack button, this does this, but it front loads a lot of information. Um, yeah. And by the time I think, you, I think it does a poor job of explaining how yeah, to balance that spirit. Exactly. Like, I think your explanation is correct, but it's like they yeah, don't really say, oh, you should aim for no. this. It's just like this increases it, this yeah. decreases they, they it. They tell you what you it does, go. but they're not like you should yeah. be aiming to keep it more blue before you <laughs> do things. Exactly. So what yeah. happens is when you get to the first boss, they've obviously designed it that like it's it's a roadblock because they want you to put everything they've told you together and put it into action um because Mm -hmm. i i died a few times to the first boss it was difficult but now that i've moved past this this barricade i'm like the game's actually not as inaccessible as one might think um like it's still challenging no doubt but i think once you've wrapped your head around okay you can block and you can parry or you can do neither and just you know hang back and build up your spirit patiently and use abilities etc it's not as hard as the likes of Neo. Like I haven't played Neo two, but I remember playing Neo one, and a lot of those bosses, I was like, oh my god, like this is impossible. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, whereas the boss, I've done maybe three or four bosses in the opening three mm-hmm. hours, and yeah, some of them I killed first time, others I died like a handful of times, and I was like, oh, so it is still, if I'm not mistaken, because Neo, Neo. And Neo 2, if I'm not mistaken, were very stage-based. Uh, am I right in saying it's, this is the same? It's it's the same, yeah. So if you've played either of those games, again, I haven't played Neo 2, but I imagine it's got a similar structure. But you're, you're basically being dropped into hubs or just stages. It's not this massive open world that you can backtrack. Like at no point mm-hmm. can I turn around and run back to the opening area. Like I can mm-hmm. load back into the opening area or the first stage. Um, but it's not a seamless world. It's yeah. not a seamless world, no. Um, there are side quests. I haven't done any. I've I've just been mainlining wherever the story puts me. It's like you're in this is happening, you're in this area, go forth <laughs> mm-hmm. and do your thing. But I think um sorry, just to keep to keep comparing to Neo. I, I mean you've played Neo one or two, you've at least dabbled with both, right? Yeah, I dabbled with both. I, I really I bounced off Neo two very hard because I thought the the opening was unnecessarily complex. Like mm. I remember near two, it literally starts you off in a tutorial area and they're like, here's like, I don't know. It was like 18 weapons or eight weapons or, yeah. and it was like, just pick one. <clears throat> and I was like, this is insanity. Like, I don't even know what, how enemies are going to fight me. And now you're telling me to pick a yeah. weapon. So, Bit, so, and all these are so different. And then I played the opening area and I was like, I don't think this is for me. So I just was not into it at all. So near one was similar in that, you have a whole lot of weapons. I mean, I think when you choose your character, you can be like, this is my starting weapon, although you can mm. change it very quickly. But where Neo was way more challenging was every weapon had 
different stances. It was like a light stance, a medium stance, a heavy stance. And then I do recall with, that, a camp, yeah. with, you know, attacks in those stances. So it was kind of tricky figuring out like what is actually what stances should I be using against what enemies? Mm. Does it matter? Can mm. I just butt and mash? Uh Wulong is literally you have a basic attack and a spread attack. Um, mm-hmm. which again, it's not all you can do, but it's a lot more palatable. It's a lot easier to say yeah. to somebody, hey, you can push square to do a basic attack, triangle to use a spread attack when you've got spread, you know? And then, mm-hmm. you know, then the pepper in complexity of, you know, if you've got spread, you can hold this button and push that to do a fancy attack. You can do magic. Um, but just off the bat, it's, it's funny because they do front load a lot of information, but the game on that front is still way more accessible. Like you can pick it up and just know mm-hmm. these are my basic attacks, which is quite cool. I think I think approachable has been a, a sort of common theme in a lot of the writing I've seen of this game. Like everyone's like, this is way more easy to get into than Neo and even Sekiro. Um, because like, for example, the parries, you have one parry for all attacks. Yeah. Whereas in Sekiro, you know, your parries worked for certain attacks, but if and you had a, yeah. a thrust attack, you had to do something different. And, you know, but in the same vein, there's something about this parry that maybe, you know, maybe it is just a thing of learning the muscle memory and that, mm. you know, that had to, when I was first playing Sekiro, it took me a while to understand the rhythm of that game. Yeah. But I don't know what it is with this parry, but it just feels uh i don't like slow mm. it feels like it's not responding when i wanted to respond um so i have to like anticipate the timing a lot more f- on the front as opposed yeah. to like trying to get it in time where sekiro was very much like this is frame perfect yeah parrying almost i think so, i think the difference there as well is that with sekiro it was like you know you got to get that frame perfect parry here the window feels a lot more forgiving yeah but i do think larger. i do think you need to nail it a bit earlier but this is what we were saying what we were saying to you in the in the discord where you almost need to make it muscle memory that you hold block because you can hold block and then you can still do the parry while blocking so you almost need to get into this habit of you hold block whenever you're fighting and then you know if you miss a parry it's cool you're still blocking Mm. you won't take any Mm. damage but if you land the parry like cool you generate a lot of spirit you you deflect the enemy etc yeah, because um, if you get hit after a failed parry, you take a lot of damage. You take a lot of damage, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting game, and I, I, I appreciate, you know, them trying to do something different. Like, I think it's, again, I'm only three hours in, and obviously this game, I think, is in the 20, 30, 40 hour. Um, yeah, I think most of, of you said they finished it within 30 to 40. Uh, mm. So, like, the early days, I mean, maybe by hour 10 or 20, I'm like, man, this system gets boring real fast. Um, but mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. my initial impression, is it feels fresh and it feels fun and engaging. Like, when you yeah. start figuring out how to parry, it, it, it is like Sekiro, it's very satisfying because you, you rush into combat headfirst and you're like, I'm not scared. Like, I know I'm going to yeah. deflect this and look real badass killing these enemies. Um, there's a whole nother system we haven't touched on, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Do you know anything about the morale and fortitude? <laughs> no, I haven't really looked at those yet. <laughs> because when you when you play the game, they, they they also give you some explanation. I'm like, I don't know what this means, but you'll notice that throughout the game, you'll be raising flags and doing. Oh, the morale is the number, right? It's the number. So okay, my, yeah, I don't know what that does. So my yeah. understanding, okay, I could I could be getting them mixed up, okay, but fortitude is a 
permanent number. So when you raise flags, your fortitude goes up from zero to, let's say, 20, depending on how high you raise it. Your mm-hmm. fortitude compared to an enemy dictates, if I'm not mistaken, how much damage you take from them. So if mm-hmm. you've got 10 fortitude and you go up against an enemy with 20 fortitude, you can fight them, but you're going to take a lot of damage from them. Okay. Okay. So you'll see now if you're watching the footage, I'm about to raise a flag. Um, come on, put it in. And there's two different <laughs> flags. It's like the main flags and then like yes. medium flags. So, so my, my understanding is that fortitude is fixed. You raise it one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Morale mm-hmm. is a number that is linked or runs alongside your fortitude in that when you kill enemies without dying, you raise your morale you raise its number up. But if you die, you lose your morale and it falls back to your fortitude number. This is just like uh, my, my basic understanding of the system. And I, I could be getting I, it completely wrong. <laughs> isn't it if you kill the enemy who killed you, you regain that yeah, yeah. morale? So, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you die, you'll, you lose half your, your currency and you lose morale. But if you kill that enemy, you'll regain, you'll regain it. And um, also if you, I think I read, <laughs> if the enemy that killed you, their morale goes up. Yes. So yeah. they become a bit more challenging to kill. Mm. Yeah. So like, again, it's, it's, it's quite a complicated system on the sur- surface, but I think if, if I understand it correctly, it's quite interesting. And I think it works well in this other combat system that they've got going here. Mm. So yeah, I look, again, early days, but from my, my initial reaction, I, I really like what they've done. I'm very keen to play more. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to, to get stuck into it. I um. You know, reading that it is far more approachable than Neo has me way more interested and I'll probably give it more time. Mm. Um, I do think it is very evident that as much as people love Neo and I think Neo is the closest analog to like a Souls-like that's not from From uh, from, from Soft. Wow. Yeah. Um, from Soft definitely has a better handle on how things feel. Oh yeah, um, they play our masters. Like there's a game, game feel that no one else is able to no. replicate. So, um, yeah, even like the the sneaking in this game is strange because it's like, oh, just walk slowly. Walk slowly. I'm like, why not make a button that lets me pull forward on the analog stick fully while still being quiet? Like sneaking in Sekiro, you crouch down because I mean, you, you pulling through, like like pushing the stick only half doesn't feel great. Like no. it just feels strange. So. <clears throat> but you do forget yeah. that pre Sekiro, the from games are the same. You just walk up to a person. That's <laughs> fair. That's a that, that's a fair point. And to be fair, oh no, Elden Ring wasn't the same. You no, Elden Ring, you could Ring. actually crouch. Yeah. No, but but yeah. what I'm getting is like you you right. This is a modern day game. Like why isn't there a crouch button or a sneak? thing yeah you know, if, if, if you're be... going to implement a sneak it just yeah. feels wrong to like <clears throat> slowly push forward on your stick to walk very slowly it just doesn't feel nice so mm. yeah anyway i'm very keen to give it a go and i'm glad you're enjoying it i always find these sorts of games are fun to play in tandem with other people mm. um because you kind of experience things in in a similar order so yeah oh, last thing <clears throat> last thing i will say there are ar companions that they're, that are introduced in the second level. Yeah, apparently they're quite uh, frequent. <coughs> so yeah, you you, you, but... you meet a bunch throughout your story, and you can keep them with you. So they don't necessarily dish out a lot of damage to enemies, but they are very good at drawing aggro. Um, uh, so okay. Even on that front, like it just makes the game a little bit more accessible, which is quite. I was, cool. I was going to say, I wonder if that's why some of the bosses feel a lot easier as well. Mm, um, I guess it's almost like. Um, 
summons in um, Elden mm. Ring. Um, definitely, you know, a lot of people use those, and that's prim- like primarily why they found it a bit more mm. approachable. So, yeah. Oh, cool. there you go. <clears throat> Who long? Wo long? Wo long? Wo long? For whatever it is. Good time. Very keen to play some more. Should we jump to game releases real quick? Yes. Cool, cool, cool. We're looking <coughs> at games out from today, March 4th, up until March 10th. Not a whole lot. Well, I mean, there's a lot coming out, but not a whole lot exciting, I don't think. Uh, so we'll quickly fly through these. Uh, March 7th, Hotel Renovator on PC. Nice. Uh, mm, Romansylvania. Nice. Come March 7th to PC and, and new dating consoles. Simulator. Uh, the Outer Worlds Space Spaces Choice Edition. This is basically like a next gen patch for the Outer Worlds, which is the Obsidian developed like mm. uh, RPG uh, that's going to PC and new consoles. March seven. <laughs> Starfield before Starfield. Basically, yeah, basically. Uh, Pronti coming to Switch March seventh. I don't know what that is. Pronti. Uh, para Paranormous Site colon The Seven Mysteries of Hondro. Heyo. Okay. March 8th and 9th, Project Zero, Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. That is a ridiculous name. It's got <laughs> parentheses and a colon. That's, that's too much. Um, Damn, that's PC, out of like old consoles, new consoles, and Switch. Figment 2, Creed Valley, PC, old consoles, and Switch, or new consoles too. Clash, Artifacts of Chaos, um, PC, and all the new consoles, no Switch. Do Not Feed the Monkeys, 2099. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Nice. Okay, coming to PC March 9th. The Last Spell, PC, PS4, and Switch March 9th. DC's Justice League, Cosmic Chaos. What is that? Yeah, what is that? I was going to say, it's a surprise DC game. Coming to PC and consoles and Switch Your March brave, 10th. Brave move on Mario Day. You're going to release a DC yeah, on game. on Mario Day. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, okay. And then Mato Anomaly is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, new console. Oh, only... It's not coming to PS5, but it's coming no. to Xbox Series X and S. That must be a mistake. That's a, yeah, that's um, a weird... And Switch. Um, um, yeah, and if you've heard of Injustice, next week you can look forward to Rough Justice 84. <laughs> rough Justice. <laughs> rough Justice. Not Comfortable Justice, just, just Rough, rough justice. justice. Nice. Uh, good times, good cool. times. We are inching ever closer to Resident Evil 4 Remake. Cannot. Wait for that game. So keen. So, let me, so, let me so, tell so, you how so, excited so I am. The quick three-second story. Cool. You've never played Resident Evil 6, right? You won't. Six, I have. Well, <clears throat> some of it, not all of it. I have been... So I played it years ago solo, and I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? It's a garbage Resident Evil game, but it's not a bad action game. I've been dying to play this game co-op. Good pal, John Michael Michael, sent me an image yesterday. He's like, hey, Resident Evil 6 is like 70 bucks. Should I get it? I was like, yes, oh please. God. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know, what, what more do you it, need it, going to Resident Evil 4 Remake? It probably will, will be a lot better co-op. So, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm ready. <sighs> cool. Shall we do some gaming news? Yes. I mean, let us jump to gaming. Is there any, I think is there any bigger only news? Only one then? thing. <laughs> I mean, I, it's so you, exciting. I put it there you twice. Put it in, this, the, in our news doc twice. I had to do a double take. Like, did you put two stories about Elden Ring DLC? 
I was like, nope, it's Elden just the Ring same link twice. <laughs> from software just decided to fucking tweet this out on a random Monday morning. Um, they just like, hey, yeah, we're working on DLC. It's coming <laughs> sometime in the future. We can't really say when. Cool, bye. Listen, these like, people are geniuses though because they could have just tweeted that. Okay, hear me out. They could have been like, hey, listen, we're working on DLC. Sleep tight. Good night. Okay. Yeah. But they're like, we're working on DLC. Also, here's a tasty teaser image. Oh my god! And you've and they, I'm pretty yeah. sure there are three hour videos on YouTube right yeah. now breaking you, down this you single best image. Believe like, that people out here are out here breaking down this single video of what is probably a good good person, Mikula, just having a good old stroll through. Yep. This field that, here. that definitely looks like Mikula. Um, mm. I've already seen that. You know, from software hasn't said this as much, but that this is likely in a completely different um, map because mm. there's nothing on the current map that matches this picture. Um, so there's already an indication that we'll have a new section of the map maybe added, which is, to be fair, pretty normal mm. for a from software expansion. If you go back to Dark Souls Three, was a completely new area. Bloodborne was a completely new area, uh, sort of. It was like a nightmarish version of familiar areas and then a whole new area. Um, Sekiro sadly never got DLC, RIP. Yeah. Um, chat. yeah. This, uh, <laughs> this would, this would track with how the DLC works in the from universe. You, you say that. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to cut it. I don't know where your face is. There it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Why is it doing that? Are you like, looking at that little Island? I'm looking at the little, this is where people are like, mm. Hey man, this is where, why does your face keep disappearing? <laughs> I mean, it's called Shadow of the Erd Tree. What is right above? Oh yeah, that exactly. Island? What is this little random? The cloud fucking Erd Tree. This mm, is where that photo mm. was taken. Or oh, I don't know. The, this little cloud is where things are going to take place. It would make like, sense surely. because, like I said in the past, the maps have been new, but they have integrated with the overall map. Yeah, like there are ways to get there. Um, so yeah. That's cool. I read a re- I can't remember if it was a report or someone <coughs> just linking two things together, but there is a strong possibility that Armored Core 6 is out at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Don't know how FromSoft is doing that so fast. And the implication is that the trailer for this DLC, Shadow of the Earth Tree, will come after that. <laughs> this trailer so, will be a false ending in Armored Core. <laughs> Can I can I posit a prediction here? Yes. The Game Awards 2023. The trailer. Shadow of the Earth Tree trailer. The release trailer, date. Yeah, and release like date. Like early 2024. February. Two years after Elden Ring launched. That's a phenomenal guess. Yeah. Two years after release, boom, big story DLC. Bam. Um, and these are always big DLCs. So, yeah. I have cool. a question. Will I'm this be stoked. the only DLC for Elden Ring? That is an interesting question because Bloodborne got one, Dark but, Souls 3 got two. Yeah, I think Dark Souls um, 3 and 2 and even, no, one got Two got one. also two. Yeah, yeah, one got one DLC, two got two or three DLCs. So. I suspect one purely because I think this is going to be much larger than any mm. of those. I also think so. Especially since it's connected to an open world, it's way more complex. Yeah. Um, so I think one. I also think by then we're two years removed from Elden Ring. I think this thing drops and you start already hearing about what From is doing next. Blood because they two. are, mm. they, they. I mean, how long did it take 
between the launch of Elden Ring and them being like, oh yeah, we're working on Armored Core 6. It was like six months like and they had already announced <laughs> the new thing. So I don't think they're going to be working on more DLC post no. for three years after Elden Ring. They'll be on whatever the hell is next. Um, I do think this means that a Bloodborne 2 is not happening soon. <laughs> no, but I do think that the next game will be a Bloodborne 2. I agree. I tend to agree. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting news. I'm very, yeah, very, 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 very keen yeah. to visit the lands between again. Like I haven't Oof. spent 300 to 400 hours so already. Fucking ready. <laughs> so fucking ready. Mm. Um, what <clears> other <throat> news should we touch should on? Should we just get the Microsoft stuff out of the way? This is your Microsoft Bam. Activision check-in for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, things are swinging Microsoft's way as analysts always expected it would. But according to Reuters, um, the EU is likely to approve the deal over some of the concessions the tech giant has already made, like the deal with Nintendo and NVIDIA. Um, I suspect that it will want a few more concessions, but it seems that the EU Commission is happy with those types of concessions, um, as opposed to the UK regulator who basically wanted Microsoft to sell off Call of Duty as a concession. The thing is, if the EU waves the deal through, this puts a lot of pressure on the UK regulators and the FTC to do the same. Mm. Uh, as soon as one of these three dominoes like falls, the others usually fall fairly quickly after that. Mm. I mean, most, most, um, most articles that I've read concerning the FTC who are actually suing Microsoft over this deal all seem to agree that if the UK and EU approve this, the FTC literally has no argument in court yeah. um, and will likely just drop the suit. They just want to sue to kind of show that they are being, you know, strong about taking this seriously up front. Yeah. But because the court case is taking place only in like August or September, the likelihood of this thing closing by then is quite high. Mm. Um, and I think Microsoft, if they get UK and EU, will just immediately close the deal because they will mm. not care about what the FTC has to say. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, nice. the ruling by the EU has been pushed back slightly. So it's only coming out April 25th. Um, there was an extension to this deal's like hard closure date, which was previously due and it's now a bit further back. Um, I definitely think it's going to be closed fairly soonish. Yeah, I don't think in the next few weeks, but like unless something drastic happens where the UK is literally like, we will not like close this until you sell off Call of Duty, then mm. I think this is, once the EU approves it, this is pretty much done. Yeah, um, It's just a matter of time then. So um, I will be very glad when this whole debacle is over <laughs> and we never have to speak about it ever and again. And then we can put this segment to, to bed. <laughs> yeah, because I really For hate laugh. checking on this all the time. <laughs> like I find it fascinating, but... <sighs> I just want it to be done. It's it's like all we've ever spoken about every week for like know, the past for, year. Four hundred. Like days I'm just now. so fucking done with this. Mm. Just everyone seems to agree it's going to close. Yes, it deserves scrutiny. These sorts of things always deserve scrutiny. I'm just so tired of it right now. Just like mm. if it's going to close, just fucking close it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next uh, thing on here. Meta, what do you want to jump to? Meta plans quest three release for this year. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just going down the list here. <laughs> oh, okay. I put it in no particular order, but um, yeah, Meta's had a weird week. They announced <laughs> it's weird. Remember when they increased the price of the Quest Two? 
mm-hmm. by like a hundred dollars. Then just yesterday they announced a price reduction of thirty dollars. Being like, <laughs> look at us, we did a price cut. Hey, nice. and it's just like, yeah, guys, it's still seventy dollars more. more expensive than on. it was like less than a year ago. The, the the funny thing is, you know, their newest headset, the Meta Quest Pro, which came out at one and a half thousand dollars. Crazy. They've cut that price to $999. That thing I mean, ain't selling. It is that thing, no, no that, one's buying that that's thing. That's a big ass price cut though. Holy that's hell. still it's still a thousand dollars is a lot of fucking money. I don't that's think that's a lot of money. Listen, that thing is a cutting edge headset. Uh, but I think in terms of hardware, what you're getting hardware wise between that and like a PSVR2, like mm. PSVR2 is clowning on that thing with its price currently. Yeah, well, so, you, you can get a PSVR2 and a PS5 for like the For same the price, price of a MetaQuest yeah. Pro. Yeah, so it just financially makes no sense. And Meta can talk about how it's going to be, how it's actually a, 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 a business device as opposed to a consumer device all they want. They know they need mass market like, purchasing on that thing for it to actually make any sort of sense yeah so yeah that's probably where the speculation of a quest 3 uh comes in um basically in a presentation which was shared with the verge it contained details of the quest 3 as well as two more headsets under development at meta's ar um and vr segment uh meta reportedly told employees quest 3 will be Two times thinner and at least <laughs> twice as powerful as Quest 2. Now that excites me. Uh, I want to be with a the... slightly more expensive price point than the Quest 2's four hundred dollars. That does not excite me. Um, <laughs> I want to be a person in the room that when they come up with these, you know, these huge like comparisons, or whatever. It's like it's <laughs> two times thinner, but at least twice. What does as that powerful. mean, actually? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Virgin noted the headset will prominently feature mixed reality experiences by using front-facing cameras to feed in video of your surroundings. Mixed reality will, will reportedly be one of the Quest 3's biggest selling points, which is strange because I think for consumer VR purposes, that is the least interesting part of a VR headset to me yeah, because games say, aren't made for AR. I was going to so, say that that immediately turns me off. I'm like, I don't really give two shits about AR. Like, Give me experiences that completely immerse me not in my reality. <laughs> no, it's like, it, cool, you put on this... Uh, yeah. $400 headset and look at your table and there'll be little mini characters there. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> There's apparently a more accessible headset being um, prototyped, uh, codenamed Ventura. It's planned for release in 2024. This perhaps will be cheaper than the Quest 3 as it will be sold at the most attractive price points in, VR consume- in the VR consumer market. Meta has plans for its most advanced headset too, codenamed Lud. Jolla? Okay. Though the timeline is not shit. So it seems that the Quest 3 is going to be bumping up the price a bit Mm. like, and then there's going to be a product which is basically going to replace what the Quest was, which was the most accessible way to play VR. Because when the first Quest came out, it was, they were like, here's a headset that you can play games on natively. No PC required, Mm. $300. Boom. And they fucking gutted like everything else else on the market at the time. So I'm keen for a headset like that. If that headset is like... Uh hey, we've got most of the hardware from the Quest 3, but we're ditching all the AR stuff. I'm like, I'm in. Cool. I was going to say I'll- that's out of all the VR options, I, obviously I want to try PSVR 2, but mm. the most lucrative option for me has always been something that's like literally the headset and a controller. Yeah, of course. And the first Quest was that. Yeah. So if it's yeah. a modern day version of that, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. 
Uh-huh. But it's also flexible because the quest is like you can have that, and then hey, do you have a PC? You can, you can plug, plug it, it in. into the PC and play. And the PC is where all the cool VR stuff is. Mm-hmm. You are not in a contained ecosystem. You can play anything. Like mm. all the VR shit that is on Steam is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Whereas the PSVR two, this is the problem a lot of people have with it, me included, is it is completely confined to PlayStation's that ecosystem. ecosystem. Yeah. So you can only play the games. Um, that they decide to put on their console <laughs> and only on there. Um, and if they decide to stop supporting that thing, it is dead. Jim Game Ryan says you play this, you paperweight. play that. That's yeah. that. <laughs> so, you know, to an extent, the Quest was that because if you buy games for the Quest headset itself natively, they're stuck on Meta's platform. Mm. But because it can connect to a PC and do, especially now that it does wireless stuff, like there is zero reason to do any of that. Mm. Like you can just, if you've got a PC, just, boom like also you can go to a fucking park and play beat Saber if you want to like how cool is that <laughs> i mean cool that you can do that i don't know how i'd feel you will not look cool. i will yeah. tell you that much <laughs> you'll um, not look cool <laughs> no one walks to the park goes wow dad what's that person doing they look so cool <laughs> you just like <laughs> you're just like swinging your arms like a madman mom People is think that you're person on drugs LSD. yes yeah yes, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> also maybe in South Africa, not the greatest thing to do is occlude your vision <laughs> in a public space. Like, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, uh, you like come story? out of your beat saber session. Like, where's my phone? Where's my where are my pants? How did this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what story do you want to uh, move on to next? Uh, let's just quickly touch on this IOI stuff because I find it very interesting. Um, so, Hitman developer IO Interactive. Um, Ayo. They have basically put out a tweet about one of their next games because obviously they are still supporting Hitman and they are working on the James Bond game that they announced a while back. I actually which forgot this, about that. This is a very similar thing where, you know, where they announced James Bond and they're like, it's not coming soon. We're just saying we're working <laughs> on this. This is the same here. This game is not coming soon. This is more a, we want to hire people for this thing. Please come mm. work with us. Nice. And so they are building a new world, a new IP, an online fantasy RPG. <laughs> And based on some of the things I've heard uh, people say, like uh, good old Jeff Grubb, he says they are taking a lot of design cues from Diablo when looking at nice. this. So, yeah, uh, like, according to their post, it says it's a world and a game built from the core to entertain players and expand for many years to come. So, live service. It feels familiar, yet at the same time, IO Interactive is going on a journey unlike any we've seen before. Project Fantasy Opportunity Mister could have called it Project Final Fantasy. Hey, imagine what's going on here. They just buddied up with Square I mean, Enix again to work on something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm keen to see what they do, but with when when the description's that, it's like wow, I never been seen before. Fantasy world, I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's nice. Show yeah. me what it looks like, because I I don't know. I've seen. Just this year, I've seen a, a glove that backstabbed <laughs> the antagonist in Atomic Heart. It's not even a fantasy. Fair set. enough. <laughs> Blow me um, away. It's cool. Eurogamer does note that they reported on this game back in 2021. And sure. back then, it was described as a AAA size project uh, featuring a large medieval esque world and dragons. It was also reported at the time that this game was being worked on with Microsoft. Oh. There's no mention of that in IOI's things, so maybe that didn't pan out. Um, but that would be a big thing if June 
Microsoft is like, yo, remember that game I was talking about? Yeah, that's ours. Yeah. Uh, we're publishing that. Like, especially Damn considering Daniel. the goodwill that IOI has right now, like they oh, clearly yeah, can do no wrong. Mm. Um, so yeah, interesting. <clears throat> it's cool that they're trying something different. Like they are for all intents and purposes independent. They don't have a yeah. publisher. And they've just got all the success with um Hitman and obviously a lot of money for James Bond. Mm. And they're just like, <laughs> let's make a game we've never made before. You know, let's take like, the money that's we cool. got there from should be James more Bond. studios doing that, you know. Um that's cool. <clears throat> I mean, uh, look at what uh what half our rush was. Hashtag just saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good point. Um speaking of fantasy. Yoshida confirms Final Fantasy 16 won't be on PC six months after PS5 release. I love this mm-hmm. quote. I've caused a bit of a stir with Mario Marks. <laughs> but I'd like to touch on the PC version. <laughs> My so goodness. basically the gist of this is that PlayStation 5 has an exclusivity on Final Fantasy 16 for six months. So as most assumed, they were like, cool, six months and mm-hmm. it's on PC. That would be a logical assumption, correct? Mm. That's yeah. not the case. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does it mean it's coming to Xbox after six months, but not PC? No, definitely not. (laughs) It just means that they need a lot more time for the PC version. So just because the period (laughs) is six months doesn't mean the PC version launches at that six months date. It just comes later. Your PlayStation got their money's worth. Like we'll pay for six months and Squidix is like, cool, we'll hold it off for a year. So it's like, what? That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Um. So Yoshida says, he concludes in this uh, this statement, he says, first of all, I'd be happy if you could play the PS5 version, which I made with the thought of being the best game in the world. Well, okay then. <laughs> if the PC version comes out in half a year, I can quit the company. <laughs> um, oh please don't say I won't buy the PS5 version because the PC version will be released in half a year. I mean, it's basically okay. saying don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, <clears throat> fair enough that they're getting out ahead of this because if the six months came and people are like, oh, yo, where's like, this hey. game? And they're like, yo, it's not coming yet. That'd be like, madder, what? I guess. I guess this just is, sets expectations. Is this game only coming to PS5? It's not PS4 and yes. last gen, hey? No, only PS5. That's why I'm, it looks the way it does. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this year's current gen only games because we are, I think, at long last leaving... Like, look, if you ever got a last-gen console, I'm very sorry that we're leaving you behind, but I'm very excited <laughs> for you to be left behind only so I can see what games look like when they're developed exclusively. I, mean, I hope that's gen. the case, but I don't see any real evidence of that being the the adoption rate across the board. Like, mm. maybe Square Enix has that approach because they did the same with Forspoken. I mean, um, Forspoken will you know, change the whole game, best-looking game I've ever seen. Those haptic triggers, wow. <laughs> sure thing sure thing listen I'm being hopeful (laughs) Um, but apparently according to reports Call of Duty this year is still going to be on old consoles and that to me is the marker when big temple franchises move over that's when the industry moves over yeah Um, but I mean Call of Duty is also a thing of like everyone buys it you'd be silly to not give it over to Xbox One and PS4 because there's still tens of billions of people. But now we're but, supporting a console that's 10 years old. I mean, it's coming to Switch. Microsoft said. Oh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not this year's well, one. But, oh, yeah. Call of Duty coming to Switch. I'm like, who the hell is playing Call of Duty on Switch? Find yeah, me let me person. tell you, if, if you're here sitting with the Switch and that's your only console and you're like, hell yeah, I get to play Call of Duty finally. 100%. I will bet you my keyboard that that thing is not native on 
on the Switch. That mm. thing is a streamed game. There is no fucking way mm. Call of Duty is running on the Switch. On the new Switch, maybe. Maybe. On this Switch, not no. a chance. No <laughs> ways. Um, last piece of news. June meets Destiny Action Game Atlas Fallen gets May release. What game is this? Have I heard of it before? That I, just uh, I think it was it. revealed at some Game Award thing. I don't know. I just put it in here because it's coming out soon. It looks kind of neat. Um, I like the screenshots. Those are cool. Yeah. Um, Yo, is this the, the fantasy world Io promised us and never seen before? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, so it's out in May, May 16th. It's one of those focus games. You know, focus, they publish uh, like a Plague Tale mm-hmm. and every now and then it, it hits a winner. Um, mm-hmm. So this... This has like strong hints of like Destiny and Monster Hunter. Mm. So that maybe that's why it's kind of cool. It's on like a sand planet like Dune. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yo, Could be is, cool. Who knows? June- De- Deck 13 <laughs> is the, they're the developers of the Surge. So they're uh, not, they've made some good games, you know. I like that uh, they say sand planets and your only connection is Dune. Like Star Wars hasn't spent. That's thousands yeah, of like, hours really, telling us that Tatooine exists. When when ninety percent of Star Wars is, is, is set, even though everyone planet. says Tatooine is this nothing planet where no one goes. Yeah. Um yet all of Star Wars oh. exists on that planet. You can neither confirm so. nor deny, but Atlas Fallen might be set on Might Tatooine. be Tatooine too, actually. Yeah. Either in the far future or the far the distant past. I don't know. Cool. But it, it does look cool. I think it's an interesting mm. looking game. But you're yeah, right. Fo- Focus neat. Home is this thing of like, they're one of those publishers that publish a lot of games and some of them are like, wow, and some are just not wow. Yeah, some are not great. So, some of the devs under their stable, I'm just like, mm. <clears throat> anything developed by spiders, I'm like, mm. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, the Polygon does make a good point that this release date kind of puts it in the crosshairs of probably the biggest game of the year in the Legend of Zelda, <sighs> Tears of the Kingdom. So fucking good luck. Good luck. Uh, great, great day to choose considering you knew what to avoid. But yeah. Yeah. Then again, that is on one console. So maybe a very different thing. But yeah. Doesn't uh, Tears of the Kingdom have a six month exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> Before it comes to PC. <laughs> My goodness. PC Listen, game is like, where, where's this game coming? <laughs> if you're okay to be legal enough, it is day and date on PC. So... <laughs> And it's coming to Switch. Has the Switch been uh, broken for emulation? I think it has at this stage. What do you mean the Switch? You mean the Steam Deck? No, well, you know what I mean. The Steam Deck, you can emulate some stuff on that. Oh, game. yeah, you said Switch. That's why I was confused. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I meant, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, you can emulate Switch on... On Steam Deck? Oh, yeah. PC. You can emulate a lot on Steam Deck. Want to see I, a PS3 not, on not a Steam Deck? The, not that I condone that, but you can do it. You can Listen, do it. I condone old consoles on there. I don't care. <laughs> also, I, I condone. Also, like I condone. Uh, if you own the game, mm. like if you are dumping that version of the game and just wanting it to play on Steam Deck, go ahead. Mm. That is a gray area. It's not actually a gray area. It is legal, mm. um, completely legal. Uh, but like I've watched a lot of YouTubers who were emulating. Nintendo Switch stuff on the Steam Deck and every time they were mm. putting a game there they showed the cart on the top mm. right like the physical cart because they're like I own this game I dumped Whatever. this that, game that's just some um, good Photoshop <laughs> I will kidding. just say like if you're not downloading the ROMs off online and you're actually dumping your own if you have an old Switch and you're dumping your own I see no legal if, problem with it 
I will not defend you in court. If there's, but I see no problem. If there isn't a site called rom.com, I'm going to be very upset. Yo, those get fucking annihilated by <laughs> Nintendo, especially easy to name ones like that. I'll tell you that much. Rom.com is just a, a site where they... They list out the best romantic comedies. I, I can mean. I can tell you one thing. <laughs> Switch emulation will see a boon if uh, Tears of the Kingdom does not run nearly as well as it oh, should yeah. on when it releases. And considering that Breath of the Wild had issues mm. when it I launched mean, you, six years ago. You saw the tweet I shared this morning. Breath of the Wild is six years old. And that is, that you, make, you, you know how old that makes me feel. <laughs> you replied saying, oh, I feel so old. And I was like, wow. And I was like, hang on. Six Six years ago, what happened in the last six years? Like, how's the studying? How's the switch six years old? I remember getting the switch. Let me actually double check this. Um, alien cover. I got because I think I was actually. I know that was in May. Okay, I I, I was at. Yes. I remember I was at Eastgate going to watch a movie with someone, and my switch had not arrived. On launch day, and I was fucking furious. <laughs> I was just like, "How has this thing not arrived at 5 p.m. on launch day?" I ordered it months ago. Oh my god, something's and never changed. And when I got home, it was there, and I was like, "Yeah." I remember nice, Shani yeah. was actually with me, so she got into bed and was like, "I'm going to bed," and I'm sitting there like unboxing the <laughs> switch at like fucking 10 o'clock at night. I, I remember great. it. So I got my switch secondhand from good good pal. Uf, what is it? Uf disciple. Ufd disciple. Ufd. Old old Brett, who's now in the states, who. Bought UFD a switch. Tech. UFD no. Tech. That's it. Sorry. I forgot you bought yours from I him. Bought, you didn't actually get it on No. Launch. So I got mine maybe like a month or two after launch because he bought it and thought, man, it's not for me. I remember getting ah, it. I remember like he the, didn't like it. Yeah. The, the Friday evening, I drove and I got it. And then Lenska stayed over a Saturday morning. She wasn't feeling well. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go do park run. But here's the switch with Breath of the Wild. Have fun. <laughs> That was a lifetime ago. My goodness. I do remember the, there wasn't a lot of it, but there was some spicy discord at the time. Um, discourse at the time. Where people were like, man, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild isn't actually that good. I think people are just trying to justify the Nintendo Switch purchase. <laughs> Where the fuck are you now? Yeah, huh? that's a take huh? that an age roll. <laughs> best, well, third best selling console of all time. Didn't need to I justify mean. shit. <laughs> well, on that uh, the triumphant note, that's that's. I actually, remember news. you made that that tweet, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, was it me? You can tell me if it was me. <laughs> definitely wasn't you. Definitely wasn't you. Uh, then I definitely would say it. I wouldn't give a shit. But my yeah. goodness. Anyway, I don't think that. Listen, I don't think that's a hugely spicy take at the time, but it just didn't age. It well. didn't age um, well. I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, you do have your people there who don't think Breath of the Wild is really good, and to them, I say. Good day. It's good to have different opinions, <laughs> but you're wrong. I say to them, you, know, you get right opinions and you get very bad opinions. That's in between there, I would say. Yeah. No, it's Listen, the things about Breath of the Wild I think could be better, but I still think it's hands down one of the best games I've ever played. Like, no doubt. I don't think I'll ever have an experience like that no. again of like I, just... <clears throat> I, do, I do think people who have not played Breath of the Wild and have played Elden Ring will have a hard time going back to Breath of the Wild. Like I've told John Marco Marco, like long before Elden Ring, I was like, man, you got to play Breath of the Wild. you got to switch now. What a game. Dude loves Elden Ring. I'm like, I don't know how Breath of the Wild's going to feel <laughs> when Elden Ring I will did, never, did that, basically. But on a, on I'll a never forget, um, like, because when I got the Switch, I didn't immediately dive in. Well, 
I messed around with it, but I didn't immediately get hooked by The Legend of Zelda because I was busy reviewing Horizon Zero Dawn um, at the time. For, Poor one out. Was it Lazy Gamer <laughs> still or Critical Hit? I can't remember. It was Lazy Gamer probably. And I obviously had to finish not. that. And then Breath of the Wild felt like a breath of fresh air. Like I loved uh, Horizon, yeah. Zero Dawn. Like I gave that thing a nine. I really enjoyed it. And then I played Zelda and I was like, oh my God, this is immediately so much better. Mm. Like it just does so many things better. And then Jeff did the reverse. Oh no. And he played Zero Dawn. He's like, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is so it's restrictive not a, it's by not comparison. It's not a bad game, but it's, it's not a bad game, but he was yeah. like, I really don't like this open world because, yeah, you've just been spoiled by, at the time, the most revolutionary open world that had been mm. created. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And to this day, the only game that I think comes close to that is Elden Ring. Mm. Um, and probably is as good, if mm. not better. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. That's your gaming news in Breath of the Wild. We'll Breath of the year. Wild check-in six, <laughs> six years later. Um, six years later. Let's uh, cool. move on to questions. If you would like to send us a question, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast.gmail.com or you can find us on all of our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat. Checkpoint um, chat. We I do know we have two questions via email from Down Under. From Down Under. Let me just pull up an email. There was nothing on social media. I'm just double-checking unless there were some last-second surprises nope nothing on twitter over on email from down under we have i think it's two questions from good pal malesh who says good day from down under uh sandy's dear tweet got me thinking about this list i have i usually oh, yeah, kill... I tweeted that i wanted to play neo automata again oh, mm. what a game i usually kill about two to three from this list in a year 2022 was ghost of tsushima and Red Dead redemption 2 and i restarted breath of the wild uh, if this is your pile of shame, what would be the top three? So for audio, oh, for everyone, I guess. Before before we get there, I want Malesh to answer me one question. What app is this? Because this looks cool. <clears throat> oh, so I could be wrong. And I do not know it off the top of my head, but there is an app which I need to get to, um, which lets you like curate lists like this, including lists of games that you have played. So at the moment, I have my real dirty google doc where it's like this is where i just manually type up mm. what i've played this year but look at Love this sound, look yeah. at this thing okay you guys can't see it but we are both looking at this beautifully presented list with like box art and it's tied with pile of shame like what can we use to make this i, I just want to know because <coughs> i found a solution that's similar to this it's a site called groovy i think it is and I, it plugs I, into... I, I think that's it that's what i'm thinking no of. it doesn't look like that uh, what, what I've been using I've been using Groovy and it doesn't look like that. Um, well, Malesh can educate us then. Groovy is pretty cool because it's like it plugs into the Giant Bomb like database, which is like it has all your gaming stuff on there. So like finding games and metadata for games is really easy. But that that UI, the Groovy UI, is not fantastic. I uh, don't think. Um, so this looks a lot better. Well, Malish, Malish has some real bangers of games in this list. So there's Ooh, yeah. 13 games here. Okay, I'm going to list them out real quick. This is games in his pile of shame that, and he's trying to decide which to knock off this year. So we have Dishonored. I think that's the first one. That's the first one. Uh, yeah. Spec Ops, The Line, Near Automata, Final Fantasy VII. Is that the remake or the original? Looks like remake. Looks I can't like, really tell like that remake. image. Uh, Hollow Knight. Oh, it's a remake. Okay, we've got Hollow Knight, uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Outer Wilds, 
Dark Souls, Persona 5, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Chrono Trigger, Disco Elysium, and XCOM. Those are some real fire games. I mean, the majority I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played like all of them. So I've played long. most of them, and that's, uh, that's quite a list to choose from. I see why you've come to us with this problem. <laughs> so let me tell you that, like, at least two of these are 100-hour-plus <clears throat> games. I know. <laughs> Persona 5 Royale and Breath of the Wild. Um, Look, Breath of the Wild can be a 100-hour game. You, if, you, if you mainline it, you could do, like, 20. Yeah, but you're missing so you much miss out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You should give it... You should, you give, should it give it time, time maybe not a hundred, so. but like yeah. I'm just saying, I spent about a hundred. Mm. <clears throat> um, so I, if I'm gonna, you can do your picks as well, but I'll mm. I'll tell you my three, and I think I'm gonna go with the strategy of like one shortish game, one medium game, one game that you can chip away at for the whole year, because that's like that's the most fair, yeah. sensible. Um, shit, I actually don't. <laughs> Um, so I think definitely in terms of the long one, oh fuck, which one do I choose? Actually, I'd probably go Zelda. Um, mm, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm Breath shocked. of the Wild. Never saw that. Just coming. because it's like so much easier to get into. I think Persona Five Royale. It's... You know what? I, you know what I say? I say play Persona Five for for ten hours mm. or like five hours and see if it's actually something you want to continue playing. Mm. Because a hundred hours is a long time to invest. I love Persona. Mm. Don't get me wrong, and it's got a like a lot of people love it as well, but it is certainly not a game for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I think within about five to ten hours, you've kind of seen some of it, not all of it. Yeah. But you'll have an idea of whether you want to continue, and it is totally fine to be like, "Fuck this! I don't actually enjoy this. It's cool." Yeah. Zelda is way easier to get into, I mm. think. So, that would be my like longish <clears throat> game recommendation. I would say Spec Ops: The Line purely because it's short. It's, super it's short. really, really good. And the longer you wait to play it, the, the worse harder it is it's going to yeah. be to play it. It's so old compared mm. to everything else on that list. But it is a really, really, really good, good game. Yeah. I would say Dishonored is probably, like if you're bouncing between the two, between Spec Ops or Dishonored, like one of those, you should probably play sooner rather than later because you probably never will then. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I would say... Hmm... I'm like torn between Outer Worlds and... Okay, well, I've already got a Zelda in here, so I'm not going to choose Ocarina. Um, but you <laughs> play should play Zelda, that Zelda one day. It's actually Zelda. not that long. Ocarina of Time is not super long. It's really, really good. But that's best played on a 3DS, believe it or not. Because uh-huh. um, the, the remake is on 3DS and it's very good. Um, so yeah, I'd say the last one, I'd probably just go like Final Fantasy Remake, honestly. Mm. It's just really good. A solid game. It's more modern than all the other ones and you'll probably have a and the sequel's coming out at the end of the year, presumably, presumably or early yeah. next year. So it will set you up right for that. So, yeah. I will Those say, my, I, I'm surprised to see Dark Souls on you. I don't know, is, is Malesh, are you, a, are you a From fan or is Dark Souls the, the one game you're going to try first? Because I'd say, do not play Dark Souls first. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one to play, start Play with, yeah. Bloodborne, play Elden Ring, play Dark Souls 3. Those are probably more palatable to get into. Uh, Dark Souls. Is um, I will. I will say that Outer Wilds was probably one of my first picks from this list, purely because mm. that is hands down one of my favorite games I've ever played. But it's such a difficult game to recommend because it'll either hit or it won't. Yeah. Um, but if it hits, it's unlike anything I've played on this list. Like, yeah, it 
it doesn't compare to any of these games in terms of genre or gameplay. It's just a completely unique experience, but it requires you, the player, to first of all give a time. Like you need at least, yeah, I'd say at least three, and, three and, to and six a lot, hours. A lot more, yeah, than than you would expect. Like, yeah. You're going to be confused for a long time. Yeah, because I think my yeah. my final playtime when I sort of ticked off everything I wanted to do, I think I put in like 25 hours, which is actually wild to think how. Like that's just a lot of me dicking around in this universe, exploring, whatever. Yeah. But man, those 25 hours, those those moments of me figuring things out, uh, I will say do not look up anything. Go into yeah. this game completely oblivious and just see where it takes you because if it grabs you it is a wild ride like you won't want to put it down till you see see it through to the end um what what a special game like i wish i could re-experience that um it's a phenomenal game but if i if i were to pick i think i'm reluctant to recommend zelda breath of the wild purely because malesh has played it once or twice it seems and he i don't know he keeps bouncing off um i don't know maybe Uh, that's a fair point maybe the game just not clicking for him um Fair point. if you're looking for something in your switch though hollow knight is also again one of those games where i think the opening hours were not slow or boring but maybe it takes a while for it to click i think the moment mm-hmm. you you start realizing how big that world is and just how much there is to see and do like you'll know you played it on switch as well and there comes a point to be like i can't put this game down i just want to keep yeah. exploring keep seeing what other secrets is bug kingdom has um, and it's challenging but i think it's it's still relatively accessible it's um, it's also not that that long i think when i finished it i'd clocked like okay not I, that I, long relatively i'm talking about 100 hours it's yeah. like 30 hours yeah like, it's like i think depending 30. on how much you explore and how, how much how quick you figure out the linear path it's like 15 to 30 hours um yeah really great yeah. game like silk songs also supposedly coming out this year based on that xbox game <laughs> get that summoning circle <laughs> going um so yeah i'd say out of wilds hollow out and if i could just have my way final fantasy 7 remake i love that game like i've got such fond memories of the original and just to play this ground up remake that does it such service and just adds to that whole experience in such fun and inventive ways like what a ride i played it twice to platinum it's and I loved it. It was like one of my favorite games. Super good. That is Square Enix on form with Final Fantasy. Yep, absolutely. Cool. Well, there you go. We've given you some some food for thought, hopefully. But, but we do ask, what what is this app? <laughs> so we can use it as well. I really want to know. Yeah. Really um, know. And then last question from Malish. I had this thought about VR and checking to see if this is dumb or so crazy it might just work. Uh, the chances of me getting a decently specced gaming PC are zero to none. And the same goes for PS5 plus VR2. So for, so for VR, I'm, I'm thinking MetaQuest 2 because it allows me to enjoy VR experiences like a Beat Saber natively and plug it into PC for Half-Life Alex. Uh, not having the horses for that, I was thinking of using GeForce now for Half-Life Alex. Uh, number one, do you believe that cloud gaming has required latency <coughs> for VR? Uh, I've heard that high latency causes people to feel gnar. And number two, are the controllers on the Quest too good enough for the hand tracking for Half-Life Alex? So I looked into this ahead of time because when it came in, I was like, I don't think you can do what you're trying to describe here. And I was right. Uh, GeForce now doesn't work in VR, like uh, straight up. So it does. You can get it to work. 
but there's no VR games on GeForce now. So if you get it to work, you'll be doing the thing that like PSVR does where it feels like you're in like a cinema and you're playing a game on like a big screen. But as far as I could tell, Half-Life Alex doesn't exist on GeForce now. So the idea of streaming Half-Life Alex to your VR device, like it does not work. And I can see why that would never work because like, it basically requires a bunch of inputs from your VR headset and your controllers to be beamed mm. back to NVIDIA. It's not the same as like the PC. So I think that's already like, don't go in thinking that will work. It it won't. You need a PC for Half-Life Alex. Um, yeah. So, you know, the MetaQuest 2 is really good to experience things natively like Beat Saber, like we were saying earlier in the show. Like there are a bunch of games natively that you can play like Beat Saber, Pistol Whip, super hot um some of the games that i think are still the best vr experiences you can have uh you can play natively on on the quest um you know the others that i think are really good like alex like boneworks um and some of the more weird experimental shit you'll sadly need a pc for um the thing is you don't need an incredibly powerful one Mm. um like if you really are committed to this idea you could Get a decently spec'd one with like, especially now that the 40 series is out, you could buy secondhand 3060s, 3070s uh, on the PC. You could get a, a VR dedicated PC on the cheap and it will run those games just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Half-Life Alex on a 20 series card, if I'm not mistaken, before getting a 30 series card mm-hmm. and it was fine. Like, yeah. And now if you've got a PC, you can beam those games wirelessly to the Quest. They've got a native app that does it. There's third-party apps that do it. That's how I played Alex completely wirelessly. Super fun. Nice. Um, it's just I don't think GeForce now has any VR enabled games, so that idea doesn't work. Yeah. Um, in terms of latency, like okay, taking cloud out of the equation, the latency from a native PC to your headset in the same room, nothing. It's great. Yeah. I think it. I I had never had issues with it. Um, and the only issue I did have, although at the time. It was very early. Streaming to your headset was very early. It's come a long way since then. But there would be instances every now and then where the piece, the VR headset would lose connection. The game would freeze. And it would be like, as I'm moving, and boy, that de- that can fuck you <laughs> up really quickly. Um, when your head moves and the screen does not move with you. Woo! And shiny if I'm instant, like, like on the floor. Instant, <laughs> instant sickness. Like your brain is just like, I'm ejecting out of this reality. I do not want to be here. Um yeah um i put put it this way i think you could definitely you could definitely buy the quest 2 and get a decently specced machine for vr for mm. cheaper than a ps5 and vr2 nice definitely like no question sure and then the pc does other stuff and you can play pc games hey you got a whole new platform you can watch netflix on it <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> you know the top top 10 reasons to use a pc netflix watch netflix and youtube (laughs) cool there you Uh, go yeah uh that's it for questions i think Mm -hmm. yeah um as always if you want to send us questions you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on all of our social platforms at checkpoint chat so that's it that is episode 216 it is getting darker and darker. My camera it is struggling to keep the light going. Yeah, by me all of a sudden. What, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like pouring. My goodness. There's like no clouds. Good luck. It's coming your way. <laughs>
Oh God. Okay. Well, I got to get out of here anyway. I've actually got evening commitments to Places get to. to. Can you believe it? Nice. Um, thank you so much as always for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all of the support, all of the questions, and we will see you next week. Right here, same place, same time. Check my chat. Have a great week. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Okay, bye. bye.